Outlaws After Dark. pleasure man Juan it's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last few weeks Nathan it's a pleasure having you back here uh, yeah, Dude, so it's, it's been a it's been a long winter hasn't it guys sure. I mean it's just started Fucking, uh, Mr. Juan we'd like to talk to you we just had a guest in here that traveled from Peru and apparently they just had a uh, governmental coup and you're from Colombia, so you're kind of from the South American region, and we'd like to know a little bit about what it was like coming over here from your aspect. We've heard from the American going to South America. I would really like to hear, this, hear a South American talk about it a little bit, if you'd be interested. Oh, yeah, bro, for sure. I mean, total cultural shock <laughs> at first, you know. You get hit with all this new set of rules, you know. A whole new manual, man, and uh, uh but beautiful, man. I mean, I, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s there. It was fucking super violent. So I, when I turned 17, you know, I was lucky enough to get a visa. Luckily, I mean, my coming here was really easy for me. Luckily, I had a tourist visa, so I just flew in. So when you were 17? Yeah, when I was 17. Which was what year? It was 2002. Damn. Just came here chilling, man, with balloons and a Hello Kitty backpack, man. Balloons totally in a Hello Kitty backpack, huh? <laughs> Ready to meet Mickey Mouse, oh man. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it was just fucking beautiful, man. It's, it's been a great it's been a great journey, man. Great great country, man. So uh, how old were you when you uh, when you migrated? Uh, 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, what I, was that like? What was, uh, like, day one, like, was it what you expected when you started traveling? Or, like... Where, where were you? you? Oh, yeah, I mean, the, the, first, the first months here were beautiful because uh, I stayed in Miami. I was staying with one of my uncles who had a shit lot of money. So it was like the American Disneyland. Dream. Yeah, I, I really didn't hit after like six months of me being here when I had to pay rent and fucking when I was yeah. part of the system, you know? Straight up. But, but showing up here, it was at the beginning, it was insane. I mean, I came from, you know, in Colombia, like, I mean, beautiful as it is, man, it is. Uh, it is a mess. It's very insecure, man. You know what I mean? I come here and everything's like manicured and mm -hmm. yep. people go at the right speed in the in the streets and there's no you're not dodging donkeys and <laughs> and hobos everywhere, man. It's definitely beautiful, man. Maybe not the yeah. donkeys, but we get our fresh share of hobos around this part. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's definitely been a blessing, man, for sure. Absolutely. Great people, man. So well, Oh yeah, go ahead. So how was it like how is the legal part of it like? Oh, yeah, that's when she got real. Because uh, when you come here, they give you six months to stay here on a tourist visa. Mm -hmm. Then it's time for you to go, go out or you're illegal from that day. So uh, my mom is like, what the fuck, are you coming back? And I was like, dude, no way. I spent like two months in Miami. It was beautiful. And then I lived in, uh, I, I moved up to Davis. Oh, my, wow. my uncle was, uh, was teaching at UC Davis, so I stayed with him. And dude, I just fucking fell in love with with Northern California, man. I, yeah. yeah it's 17 years old, fucking whole new culture. Couldn't speak English for shit. You kind like, of touched on that earlier today. What was that like? like oh, uh, dude, it was yeah. like a baby, man. <laughs> like, you're, like somebody cut your tongue, you know. I never wanted to learn anything more than like learning English, man. Wow! Yeah, I put all my effort into it because you know I love talking shit, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah. and being here and not being able to communicate, it was like fuck, you know. Yeah. Well, how was how did you learn English? Did you do classes or? No, man, just putting myself out there, man, and. That's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure, and well, listening to like uh, music in English, you know, like. Yeah. So I grew up listening to. Mostly like, you know, sp Spanish music and like salsa, merengue, vallenato. We would get like the popular like top 40 songs over there, you know. Mm -hmm. But I never really threw myself in the water with like English until I came here, you know what I mean? So everything changed, you know. Right. Couldn't imagine. That would be crazy. What was, 
What was day one traveling like? Did you fly? You f- so you flew over here in a visa, right? Yeah, I landed Miami. in Miami. And you landed in Miami. Uh-huh. And when you landed in Miami, you had a place to go? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I stayed with my, my uncle and my aunt. They yeah. were living there. Oh, I got you. Yeah, no, I'm tracking that. Dude. Yeah, it was nice, bro. It was <laughs> nice for sure. I mean, the uh, the change the change of lifestyle was fucking incredible, you know. I would see the kids, like, coming from school and dropping their bikes in the... In the front lawn, you know, in their backpacks and going inside of the house. <laughs> Got so many bicycles stolen, dude, with like rusty knives <laughs> and gunpoint, dude. By the time I was 17, Jeez. I was like, I, I used to go outside and pick up their shit and bring it inside. My <laughs> uncle's like, fucking asshole, we're not in Colombia anymore, relax, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't know it as fuck. I still have my money in my sock, dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what, what about uh, Sil- Silvio? You... Is this your... Oh, Silvio Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah tell, tell me about Silvio Rodriguez. Yeah, Cuban, fucking revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome guitarist, man. Just uh, singing for the people, man. Give us a little background. He... Because uh, you sent me him as one of your... Uh, yeah, man. One I, of I, your uh, background. Like, he's like the Bob Dylan. Yeah, for sure, man. Beautiful yeah, fucking lyrics, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was. I was telling Jake earlier. I'm like, dude, but like when you learn a new language, it's, it's like opening another, another dimension. I mean, not to sound like a transcendental asshole, but like for sure, it's a whole new world, dude. For sure, you know, like I mean, it's my, it's one of my my favorite writers, you know, like Hunter S. Thompson. I would have never known that if I didn't take the time to learn the language, you know. Yeah, exactly. Could have never learned. I could have never read, you know, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest if I, you know, oh, they, don't, they don't have that shit in Spanish. Uh-huh. Like, I would have never known The Grateful Dead or something like that, you know, like that was out of my realm, you know, it was like somewhere in the ether, you know, man. Right, I have no doubt, yeah. I mean, I mean, you never really think about the language gap. I mean, we would have never been doing this podcast right now. Yeah. I mean, right? That's true. For sure, it's new, new people, a new world, man. How long did it take you, you think, until you were fluent? So I was very fluent, maybe like two years, man. But working after, hard. Yeah, after six. It's like sink or swim, like literally. <laughs> yeah, after six months, I was already, you know, a couple jokes here. I was already getting laid, you know. It was enough to pick yeah, up. Yeah, it was yeah, enough yeah. to pick up oh, chicks yeah. at least, man. Hey. The bare necessities, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, you find out real quick. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> how long have you played the bongos? Yeah, how that's. Oh man, all my yeah. life uh, I've always been, you know, ADD to the fullest, man, and just. So ca- where'd your first bongo come from? Oh, in Colombia, my dad used but, to play the congas, man. That's what I'm saying. Where's your first one? Tell us about the first time you ever. Yeah, the first time I played the congas, it was with uh, my dad's conga back in Cali. He was yeah, always jamming on that. No. I was always playing on on top of my desk at school and obsessively, you know. <laughs> so they're like, here, here's some drums. That's what at least at least make some sense out of it, you know. And how old were you? Stop tapping, stop tapping on the furniture. <laughs> oh, dude, I must have been like eight years old yeah, or something like that. Super young, dang. That's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I've, I always like notes and stuff, like guitar and stuff. I've always been too, too lazy, basically. I was like, drums, I can, I can make this fucker sound, you know. And this, do you, is, this is enough. Do you, uh, do you do any other percussion instruments, or is it just... Bongos. Oh, just congas, everything with your hands, you know, cajon, djembe, uh, dumbek, all that stuff, you know. But mostly cajon and bongos mm-hmm. and congas, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never seen someone who can uh, just, first time you hear it, play with the finger picking that I do, because it's so, like, it's very, like, there's something in, there's no space, quote unquote, you know what I mean? Like, you just fill it in, no problem, and, like, just go with it. And, like, every finger, you go with, like, the finger picking that I do, it just, like, goes with it completely. Oh, yeah, man. And how Thank did, you, bro. How did you you guys meet? Because we met you through Nathan's uh, open mic night at the Cali Club in Auburn. Yeah, we and met so- a Tappan Vine, actually, in Auburn. <clears throat> yeah. He was in the uh, audience, and he was just sitting there tapping the entire time, and we just talked, and, like... Yeah, we, we ended up getting together after and, like, uh, just re- exchanging info and stuff. And since then, we've, uh, you know, gotten together a number of times now and just, like, all history from there. Like, every Cali Club open mic, he's been playing on, like, multiple people's stuff and just, like, really, uh... And he just locks in. He played with a couple of my songs as well. Yeah, he even played awesome, with the man. punk rock guy that went nuts. Dude, that oh, was great. Oh, you, you didn't even... 
Dude, you didn't even miss a beat. It was really impressive. I was, I was, afraid, I was afraid it was going to stab me if I, if I missed a fucking beat, man. Smooth, oh yeah, God, smoothly. You, and you had the biggest, had the biggest like, smile on your face. He was like, Dude, Mama! I, I couldn't believe it, man. He turns around he's like, don't trust your mother. Mama! Uh, yeah, was that guy best, was... Intense, yeah. Dude, I love his voice though. Like, I straight up. Yeah, he's, he's got not that, bad. That's the thing. Especially for he's like punk, punk rock, rock bro. punk rock. He's 50s. punk rock as fuck. That's what I said to him after in the back. I was like, bro, you're super punk rock. Yeah. And he fuck it. He he legit. Is. It was like opera. I know he probably yeah, looked I, at you though because he's so punk. No, rock. He but he looked so, at you. He was like, I no, don't know. he insulted me. No, in a way, he was like, he was just like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. And I'm like, yeah, so exactly. Punk rock. <laughs> yeah, he's all punk rock about it. He's yeah, like, dude. okay, that guy's legit. The funny thing is, he. I used to play every other Wednesday at the Cali Club, and uh, he would come in. He'd be like at my break, be like, I'd, he'd be like, "Mind if I play a couple?" And yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah," and he'd always do shit like that. Nothing so unhinged as that, but yeah. no, it's like cool. I know him and I like. He's good. That's why I can't. <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed all the sets that he's done it's, so far. It's different. It's wild. But that's the thing is that, that was like fucking awesome. Playing playing out in the like city, you never know what you're gonna like run into, and that's how Juan and I met. It's just like, dude. Yeah, that's that's a good inspiration. Get out there and just go play. Go make friends. Yeah, dude. That's how we're all here, and we're all just freaking, you know. That's it. Dude, I like it. Good vibes, dude. They It, like, multiplies. That's that's the true universal language, man, you know. Yeah. Music. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, yeah. We all see that, we all love music. That's, like, the thing that's unified us, you know. Yeah, even if if I didn't speak any any English, we could have All you got to do is play drums. You're like, drums, and I'd be like, yo, let's go. And as long as you play like that, we'd still be here. Yeah, exactly, man. (laughs) No joke, yeah. Dude, okay. it is amazing, and like, I would like to, uh, I would like to bring that back around because we we just had the Wolf Creek, or we had Jerry from the Wolf Creek Boys in, talking about the um, the governmental coup, and then like, what effect do you think that the chaos in South America has had on South American or even Colombian music? Like, have you seen it intensify at all? Like. Have you seen it change over the years as as things have changed? Like what what have you noticed about Colombian music since it's totally changed, man. Right now it's it's all reggaeton, electronic. You hear a lot mm-hmm. of like I mean, even Shakira, if you look at Shakira's early stuff. Yeah. She was like a goth chick with like mm-hmm. baggy clothes, black You're hair, right. or yeah. white and pale. Then all of a sudden she has a perm and an ass. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Singing about football. Yeah, and, and before she beautiful voice and guitar, dude. And right now it's all like auto-tune and, and with a synthesizer in the back or, or you know, or whatever beat maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, just like it's happened to a lot of music mm-hmm. out there, you know, obviously mm-hmm. not, we, we, we know what the pure shit is. Yeah, that's like the same trajectory here in a different way. Yeah, it's, it's becoming this Splenda fucking Diet Coke type of fucking uh-huh. Colombia music, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like a, like a caricature of that shit. Sadly, yeah. man. Yeah. I've actually, <laughs> I've seen that somewhat worldwide. Uh-huh. Because like I follow a couple of people who will like, who will take like hip hop beats and stuff like that. And they'll find people in other countries and like have them throw on top of it. And it, it's crazy. That's kind of the way the world is moving. It's more like electronic, more kind of poppy sounds. Just yeah, dude. I mean, obviously, there's like badass music being made right now. By, but the, the people who are actually out there making money, what, like, you know, the, like the, the, Colo- the, the, the internationally known Colombian artists are that kind of music, you know, because mm-hmm. if you're in it for the money, you're going to see like, okay, who's, mm-hmm. who's making the most money right now? Who's in the top charts? It's all this fucking watered down fucking music, you know. So that's what you're gonna aim for, you know. So who is who is the biggest artist that came from Colombia? Dude, probably like Shakira. Yeah. Shakira's Colombian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, oh, yeah. I thought she was South African from, because it was she, she oh, did no. that South African she's song. She's from Barranquilla. Tell me, mommy, ma, hey, hey. It's time for Africa. No, no, I knew she's yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, yeah. know no, that. That, that, was, that was for like, the that was for the World Cup or something. It was. I was in Iraq. She's from Colombia, from Barranquilla, man. I was in Iraq when that was like a hit, so I remember it playing every day on the German Uh, music channel. And I just thought that she was like African because she was singing about this type of Africa. When Shakira came out singing, she wasn't even the hot girl. She was just the girl with the beautiful voice. She used to to look like Wednesday Addams. She had like black hair and pale Uh and long clothes and no, no shoes. Yeah. 
and sing about like just the normal stuff. Mm. And all of a sudden, she's got like leather pants and a camel toe. Dude, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was like it was like the ugly cousin that got hot or something. I'm like, what the fuck happened, man? Shakira just got she called out about her camel toe. Good I love your camel toe, Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> I have no control over one <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny. Dude, um, okay, so we covered uh, the Bob Dylan of Columbia. What's the... Um, you showed me a rapper from uh, earlier today. Was where, was she from Columbia? Oh, yeah, they're from Columbia, too. Uh, uh, Chucky Town from, from Choco. That's like, that's like in the north... Uh, North Northwest, kind of like close to the Darien Pass, uh, right before you hit Panama. It's like thick as jungle, man. They're doing really good right now. They're one of the better. What's it called? New bands. What's one song from? Uh, do uh. Yeah, we maybe could play a little. I would like your analysis of it. Oh, I can hear the. Uh... The clicks. <laughs> oh, that's, from his. That's the service coming on the phone. Oh, trippy. They could deal with it for right now. <laughs> yeah, like just any yeah, of these. They're, they're from Choco. Nice, nice uh, precaution. They won a couple of Latin Grammys. Like Marimbas, you know. Beautiful Colombia flavor, brother, man. To go with these arepas. The drum beats are completely different. Yeah, the percussion is phenomenal. Marimba. Mm -hmm. Is that what that is? Yeah, in the back. Here's how Colombian babies are made, brother. Tell us about how the uh, the beat, like, what's the emphasis on the beat when you're playing drums? Like, for for the type of music like that, like, what what, what are you emphasizing? Like, do you well, I just kind of like listen to whatever, one, two, and, and, and then four, I, I kind of like translate three, it to, four, like, right? to like one, the hands. Two, three, four. I do more like by by like feel, you know. Uh -huh, like, yeah, that's that's how you can play. Like when I do like very intricate finger picking, you just can. Pick it up. Like, that's what I'm he hears like, the pattern. Huh? Yeah, and I you see don't even like think about it. It's just natural. Yeah, and I see like the hands. I see them like notes. You know, like I know mm -hmm. what this is like and what this sounds like. And mm -hmm. if you hit the, it's like a woman. You know, whatever you slap her, she makes a different noise. You know, <laughs> that's how you look at the bongos, man. You yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like a boom. Cha, boom cha, yeah, yeah. Cha. If you hit the rim, you know, it, it makes it, it makes like a higher noise. You know, mm -hmm. I've noticed. Uh, I've noticed, like, watching you play, like, the the style which you play and is, like, very swingy. Like, you play, like, a lot of swingy beats that are kind of, like, you know, you're wrapping yourself ar back around to it. Like, everything goes all the way this way to all the way that uh, way to all the oh, way yeah, this man. way to all I, the way yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. That's I, what almost... it is. That's what, like, playing, like, per uh, groove is, I feel. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, like, sw it either swings, like, it, like... And things can either emphasize on the one or three or the two and four, but you just have to have it swing back and forth, essentially, and that's what you... Yeah, do. yeah. Just, yeah. Well, that's the cool thing is it feels like... So the drums, like Hayden plays them, like sitting down with the sticks and everything, it feels like a cracked-out metronome. <laughs> yep. When you're playing with the bongos, it feels more like a dance. Like it feels like you're more you're more on the rhythm side and the metronome, while we have to pick up a little more percussion side and the rhythm at the same time. Like it feels yeah, it feels like the there's feeling. more there's more of a mix that at least when you play, versus like like Hayden I can count on him for one two three four one two three almost every time no mm -hmm. matter what fills he's doing like. But like the bongos, like you sit with your fingers, it's like that 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 that. Like, oh, dude, when you, I'm once sure you get you're those fingers locked up, it's like you're playing with with ten sticks. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. you can do like little like drums or like you know. Yeah, and I think you want to do that next to the microphone. A little ASMR. Yeah, a little ASMR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it again. Do a little, do a little. 
Oh, yeah. dude, it's not even peeking. It's loving it not right now. Uh, the microphone's loving it right now. Yeah, give, her, give her a little more. I'm topping it gently. Oh. <laughs> this is how we keep ourselves entertained. <laughs> Damn. Oh, dude, we could have really went hard and pulled out the cards against humanity tonight. Dude, that's the thing is that Juan like follows. I feel like uh, a lot of that has to do also with the fact that he's playing with a lot of things. Like he's fly it's like he's flying a plane with no radar. He's just flying by the seat of his pants because he has not played <coughs> a lot of the songs that he plays with us with. And he's like following. It's like I feel like you could do like the solid rhythm stuff if you had no if you know the stuff, you know, but you really are following, which is like, oh, yeah. like shows your like the dynamic aspect of your playing. It's like Pick it up on the fly. Yeah, I've been Dude. loving this last performance because it's been like like jazz, you know. Just right like, off. Oh shit. Just like yo, look at this, and I play like two bars, like one one progression through. I'm like, you get it, and he's like, yep, <laughs> that's it. And so he's like following me, but really, like ideally, once we like get to play, I feel like you're gonna have because you can set your rhythm straight up, and like I should follow that. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, Once we for get sure. our shit going, because like absolutely, you can man. do yourself so solid that's just like a. It is a metronome, you know. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just like you said with ten sticks. It makes it. It makes it so much more intricate in a way. It, it it's it's different. Same same, but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. You're oh, able. You're fun. able to capture the feeling more. Like you have, you have more notes that you can hit. You know, like playing drums. That it's, uh, it's not that I'm limited, but it's that I have to keep a certain beat, at at a certain mm -hmm. time. So it's like you know. All the fancy stuff I do, that's like a little quick look, like stuff like that. Like, it's it's different, but the the bongos and the cajon I've noticed are much more feeling based. Like it's all. Oh yeah, the like, cajon too for sure, man. There's just more that you can do. You have all your individual fingers just moving in synchronicity. You can do endless things. Put a a ringer in a ring in one finger, and that's a new note. You know what I mean? You can just fuck around with it. And when I notice jamming with you too, like I notice when when the the guitar player fumbles, it's a little it seems a little easier for you to pick up because you have so many notes to kind of either leave out or go for. Because like I noticed a couple times I messed up timing, but yours just right fills on. it in. Yeah, yeah, he's right on it because like it's not so detrimental because you're not reaching over here to go like over. I, he can I, immediately go pop, 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 immediately and, correct and, yeah, you like yeah. pause go. I don't I don't know. It's it's uh -huh, really amazing. Uh -huh. I I don't know. I've also heard that, you know, if you come from another country other than America, you might have, or South America at least, you're probably going to have rhythm in your blood. Yeah, man. And Dude, like, compared how, to most of us up here, yeah. How is that, how is that salsa different? We salsa there all the time. I mean, Dude, like, I can't is it just even... the music that you were in take as a youth, or is it like, is it just like, is it just woven into yeah, the music culture? music is just a bigger part, right? Like, yeah, especially like Afro-Cuban beats, you know? Like, yeah, we have a lot and of so Africans. In what way? Because people in your family are doing it? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what, how does what's it, your like, influence Yeah, I want to know. I'm curious. Well, about the, my, my dad used to play the congas, and, uh, and what was uh, his what was his career like, or just like no, like, just just know? to fuck around, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But that's what I like is like yeah. it's part of like the part yeah. of like just and, when when like when you guys would hang out, you guys would play or what? Like, yeah, and and it's very normal in like a Colombian house to have yeah. like a little conga set. So when you get drunk, you just what like break into it. fucking into song. And yeah, you, know? you just start, dude. I love that. So, like, you would That's just... not normal in America. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, we're like, tell us about, like, you, what? You would just get together, like, after eating and just, like, bah, 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 bah. like, what? Yeah, because we listen to a lot of uh, salsa, like, especially in Cali, where I'm from. It's, that's what we listen to the most. You learn how to dance salsa, like, right after you learn how to yes. walk, you know? Dude, see, we don't dance. A lot that's of Afro-Cuban Afro None beats. of the three, the four of us, we don't dance. We're going to do, do a, we dance? We're gonna do a salsa I night, I man. I can Bro, do some hat He's got to teach me how to salsa dance cause mm -hmm. I, or, or whatever yeah, dance. Sure, but bro. we don't dance. We don't play music either like that. That's why I'm like curious about... So they would just play congo. No, I think dancing will give you a lot, a lot of practice with your timing for sure. Dude, man. I know, but that's like... It, it gives... It's like part of your soul when you can dance with it. Just like, I don't know. That's why we should thank hip-hop for bringing in a dance culture into America. Yes, because they the taught Hip-hop has taught Americans rhythm to a degree. Yeah. Art to a degree because this is the... Dun, 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 
It's it's a training it's a training wheels for rhythm. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. When I go to Latin America, which I've been to like twenty countries in like Latin America, and freaking, I am the worst dancer in every place that I go. Straight up. No, in Colombia, you go to any given bar and people are like spinning around, fucking doing like three sixties. You're like, what the fuck? That's part of like the your like culture. Everyone's moving and like kind of playing. It's just like a lot more ingrained, I think. I don't yeah. know. The, the dance, the dancing is, I mean, the I remember I, I never went to bars to just like drink, uh-huh. you know, and just sit and just sit, you know, elbow to elbow with a bunch of people and uh, just yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, with music loud. Oh, there you go no, and you dance, man. Music. Yeah, yeah live music. No, wait, but, so were, were there congos in your living room then? Like, were there congos in a space that you would hang out in and your like, oh, yeah. lamb and stuff? Yeah, so yeah, whenever there was, right. you know, people, uh, and everybody kind of like breaks out into the... The, the the congas there my my I uncle my cousins play bongos yeah everyone you know? takes turns and shit yeah for sure that's so why are they playing like guitar with it or is it just the drums that's what I want to know probably if somebody knows I yeah, bet somebody, somebody plays jumps guitar in. for sure yes that's what I'm saying everybody so, just okay, jams so little, huh? that's what I fucking love I love it yes I think we're moving towards that it's starting to feel that way is it nylon string or steel string guitar uh both both okay yeah and then uh there's like charango there too, you know, like the Peruvian, the Peruvian little guitar. It has ten strings and it, it, it has like the, the armadillo, armadillo back. Yeah, yeah. No, no wonder they well, play. I, like, like, yeah. 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 I don't know. They're they're kind of almost. They almost one. look like a liar. You know, you ever seen a liar? Oh, yeah, 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 the old, yeah. The old mm-hmm. yeah. Some of that. I'm looking too. at one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's okay. That I don't actually dumb. think you're a liar. That was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Oh, fuck, dude. Hey, will you tell me a little bit about your tattoos? I mean, you told me earlier, but will you tell the boys? I would like to know about your Alaskan ones. And, like, you you seem like a man of the world. And it's really cool because you've, you've seen a lot of, you know, you've done a lot of the traveling and you've adapted to a new culture. So, like... I'd like to hear a little bit behind oh, your perspective, man. if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. I started getting tattoos young, man. Because in Colombia, there's, there was an age for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, could, uh, I got my first tattoo, this one, at, when I was 12. Damn. It was actually like this no big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. And, and you've just, just grown, so uh-huh. it's shrunk. That's crazy. Then I got, uh, I got this one. A, a girl tattoo artist, kind of like what you were saying. She Can fucking you describe it a little yep. bit? Budge my arm. This okay. is this was just tribal. like straight out of a catalog. This is like at 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't really looking for anything meaningful. I'm like, let me just get this one. It was a Colombian tattoo artist who was in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, and, uh, and she didn't have anybody to tattoo, so mm-hmm. you were kind of talking about a tattoo like <laughs> yeah, that earlier. That's yeah, I'm like, fuck. The things Shout you do for love. Yeah. Then uh, I got Juan Valdez here, the Colombian coffee guy. Yeah, dude, that was so funny when that you showed hilarious. me it today. Look and like my donkey, if, bro. That's so funny. <laughs> if you buy Whoa. Colombian coffee, look for Juan uh, Valdez. Yeah, no, he's on there for sure. I never knew that until he made me a cup of coffee today. <laughs> and then he showed me, he goes, look, Juan Valdez. And I was like, oh, cool, that is Colombian. He goes, yeah. looks at his arm and points at it, dude. It's so funny. He saw that do- I had the donkey too, bro. Dude, Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I almost got freaking mauled by his pug. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's fucking nuts, bro. Dude, you got to tell him about the funny farm. It's so cool, dude. You got Tell him about the animals you got oh. over there. All of them. Oh, yeah. Fuck, there's uh, hawks, there's birds. Yeah, there's, yeah uh, give us a talk, little background. Yeah, we yeah, know hold about, on, hold on. There are hawks. Go with yeah, the boring yeah. ones first and then yeah. go to the exciting ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tell the, us about like, the boring the one. I, wait, have, wait, from uh, where? Like Tell a, us where. And they're all wonderful. They're not boring, but you know what we mean. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Give us a little background. <laughs> give us a little background. We have uh, three dogs. Uh, shout out. Uh, Buster, he's like 105 years old, man. Amazing dog. He's like, yeah, he's really fucking old. He smells like he's been decomposing for a while. God bless, yeah, he fucking smells like shit, bro. <laughs> God bless his heart. <laughs> God knows we love him. Uh, then we have uh, Bansai. 
He's great too. Yeah, fucking super friendly. He'll slap you in the side of the leg when he's like, pet me. He's <laughs> super needy, man. He's like, yeah, he's definitely got daddy issues. And then, uh, and then we have the little schizo who was attacking you, man, Wally. He legit tried climbing up my leg, and I was like, he's wild looking, dude, because he he was born without an upper lip. He's got yeah, oh, dude, wow. he's got no upper Shit. lip. So he, he's like he's half pug and half uh, a French French bulldog, dude. So oh, he's, he looks nuts, bro. He's just like, that's wild. We have some donkeys. Uh, we have a, a horse, you know, some cows, some baby cows, man. It's a great time. Yeah. But uh, the 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 start of the show is the the cucabera man the oh, laughing bird. Oh, dude, he's hilarious! What I'm trying to talk fuck? Juan into doing a social media where he does a date or a weekly <laughs> joke, and the cucabera laughs at him. I it. need to fucking see. You gotta what? see this fucking. It's dude, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I raised a, uh, a a goose earlier this year. I don't know if I've shown you the pictures of no, my like, goose that I raised, but I like love the wild, the weird, wild animals, dude. Yeah, it's fuck up. yeah. And then, of course, let's talk about the hawk. Yeah, tell us about the hawk. Oh, the hawk. You guys want to, his name is Mike. Mike Hawk. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Where did you guys want to know about Mike, Mike Hawk? Let, let me tell you about Mike Hawk. Oh, my God. Big and brown. Huge wingspan, man. Huge <laughs> wingspan. <laughs> What's the girl? That's so fucking funny. Where's the hawk come from? You're... You, you're you guys have a uh, veterinary yeah my, my yeah my aunt owns uh oh my god you're uh, a hawk literally. what's it called we'll give it a shout out for oh yeah, I mean. yeah yeah <laughs> companion co- companion uh ve- veterinary clinic right there in auburn right oh there. dude cool shout right out right in companion. the middle of auburn Fuck yeah. yeah man good for oh, her yeah. That's yeah, freaking bring your animals. Cool. Best caring town. Dude, for real. I I brought Ellie there. That's what that's like the place that she saw. We should shout out Ellie. <laughs> she, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Ellie. She's like, she's a show dog for sure, dude. Show dog, yeah. <laughs> but where'd the hawk come from? Uh, my uh, my aunt uh, uh, brought it from. Uh, it was a rescue. She was a baby. Her name is Dulce. Shout out Dulce. Dulce. Oh my God! What? Yeah, man. You guys gotta come over. Well, he he came over I today. Just, you gotta she come fly over. around? What? We gotta set up the disc golf course and then have him come over. Well, wait. Yeah. Does she fly around the hawk? She hops around. I didn't see her fly yet, but she doesn't uh, fly. Is she no? Uh, uh, she does when uh, when my aunt is there. She's like you know trained and stuff. Oh what? What a trip! Yeah, will she shut up? We, we, will she we pick fed out her some one... mice today. <gasps> will she peck out one of my band members' eyes if I? <laughs> shut up. Oh yeah, for sure. On Wait, demand. So okay. On demand. When her aunt's there, she'll <laughs> go fly away and come back. Uh huh. What? Yeah, dude, beautiful man. I would <laughs> love I to see that. See. I lost all of my chickens, and I'm pretty sure it was to the big hawk. To Mike? Not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Got it. That's crazy. That that's amazing. I bet that your aunt has and you have like encountered a bunch of crazy animals in this area. Like. Oh yeah, she deals with all that stuff all the time. Is your aunt the lady that will try to save a rattlesnake? Uh, yeah, dude, I, sure. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I've I, seen I her breastfeed at rattlesnake before. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I hope she doesn't listen to that. Out of the house. <laughs> no, crazy. no, no, for amazing. sure, no. She's the best, bro. That's cool, dude. World needs people with big hearts like that. That's great. Like, especially for the, like, I love driving in there and then, like seeing how happy your guys' animals are. Like, oh yeah, dude. It's so. a different dynamic working in like the animal world sometimes. Like. Sometimes you go mm-hmm. in, like we were and talking you're like, about, and you just like hates it. You're like, man, ooh, that's real. Yeah, and then Cause like that, you work with going to people's animals, so you see them. Yeah, we go to people's. I go to people's houses like all the time, and like, interesting, dude. I got so many clients that are amazing, but like sometimes mm. you get you get the the random one time calls that are like down real end or sack or something, and mm. it's like, uh, dude. Like, and they always lead in with this, like, yeah, he's getting ready to be sold. I'm like, oh, uh, so you just... And yeah, so like an old, <laughs> like an old yeah. car, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's change the brakes real quick. <laughs> uh-huh. But, yeah, dude, it's really nice, because, yeah, when I pull up today, everything looks happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you yeah. sit there and talks to the kookaburra. It's yeah, that's why he looks so damn happy. Dude. <laughs> dude, it gets lonely over there, man, for sure. It's out in the middle of nowhere. That's that's like, 
It's great. <laughs> yeah, true. That's I, we've driven past it multiple times out there in Spenceville. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, like Doctor Doolittle, man, talking to all the animals. Yeah, over there yeah all day, Spenceville bro. wildlife. I've like hunted up in there and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool little area right there. Like you're in the hills, but you're in the flatlands. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. It just gets, it gets cold enough, you know, a little frost, you know. But this crazy ass tells me he takes cold showers. Oh, yeah, well, my life, bro. <laughs> really? That's the new trend. That yeah. is the new trend, the ice baths. I know. I'm not, I can't do it. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to warm myself up to it, like, I hate, ironically. Dude, I hate being cold. Same. I refuse I to be you cold, You just do it bro. for fun? Just... It's the best every day, man. I shower outside. Yeah, I, have morning, a, I have a hose. Yeah, in the morning? Everything. What is oh, fun dude, about that? No, but it gives you afterwards. That's what's fun about it. It gives you an endorphin rush. That's what I've heard. It's dude, literally it w- a trend. Wait, the yeah. ice buck, or the ice ice bath. Thing. I remember the ice bucket challenge. No, I know, but ice <laughs> bath now. So people go under. So if you do, essentially what he's saying, like it, at, afterwards you get a glow, like because you've survived. Bro, like, you haven't Wakes died. you up like a tongue in the ass, man. I jump out of the shower, <laughs> like, doing a roundhouse kick. I'm just ready to fucking <laughs> seize the day. Carpe diem, like, motherfucker. Yeah, you tested your body and it just gives you a little mm, like yeah dopamine you're like a you're like a furnace bro after that I man try it man uh-huh. that's like, what i'm trying to warm myself up to. i like a nice warm bath and then crawling back in bed <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> and then stay there till you know things get warmer yeah. <laughs> we went to plastville the other day and i think i had eight layers on that's fact maybe i should just start out with a cold bath <laughs> yeah, maybe get used yeah. to it. Yeah, Jordan, that was actually the first time. Let's you tell that one story. You Jordan, you uh, we don't hear you much on the podcast, and this is a good story. So um, I've known Jake for only like four years now, but I knew his dad beforehand. He <laughs> while Jake was in the Air Force, I've always lived down the road for like seven yeah. years now. I used to come up here and help his dad with all kinds of shit. Well, my uncle is like, we make the joke that his dad is my uncle's real dad just because they're so much alike. So much alike. Yep. It's actually, Identical. we work on cars together and I feel like I'm working with my dad sometimes because I get snappy and he just, all right, all right, it's okay, I got this. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's just like him. It's amazing. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, <laughs> So one time my uncle tells me that we're going camping with all these people I've never met. That is Nathan's family. And I was a little fat, awkward kid. This was probably like middle school. He looked like Zach ass. Yeah, just a little like... fat kid. And we go up there and I'm trying to be all awkward, stay away from everybody. But I'm trying to be a little bit of social so they don't think I'm a complete weirdo. And it was kind of serious that night. My uh, my cousin, my uncle's little but little kid... Ended up throwing sand in his kid's eyes. A whole handful of sand. They're like great friends now. Like, yeah. dude, but he just, it was they were playing. Just like two years old. And he goes, and all of us were like, don't do it. go, wham, yeah. right in his eyes. And we watched it happen. Like I was like, don't uh. do that. And he's like, you know what? This looks like it belongs right there. Boom. <laughs> it was terrible. But Jake and my uncle had not really got along at that point in time. And all of a sudden, his my, uh, his kid threw dirt in his kid's eyes. So I'm thinking, I'm going to have to try to protect my uncle, who's going to get the shit beat out of him from this guy who just got out of the fucking Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you met. And that's how we met. And yeah. then so the next day, I wake up early. My uncle doesn't wake up early, and he wakes up early. But I don't want to, I feel awkward, because I thought they were going to fight last night. <laughs> so instead of waking up and, like, talking to all of them i just woke up and jumped in the ice cold lake or the river but that i like ice cold stuff too i break it i do (laughs) it i live it and i just remember seeing people walk past me and give me the weirdest looks like what is this fat kid doing in that ice cold fucking water (laughs) yep dude and i remember i I walked past from taking the trash out and i looked at him like what are you doing he goes he, he always looks above his glasses he goes i like the cold (laughs) <laughs> Dude, I remember and then, the ice. You're exactly. like, I'm crazy. Watch he, me jump into this he officially, You don't he, think so? Watch this. He, <laughs> he officially destroyed the whole looking like a weirdo thing. Because at that point, I was like, man, this kid's a fucking weirdo. You're like, maybe I should start a band with him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should start. Hey, you see that kid in that ice cold water? He looks like he could play a bass or two. Yeah. Which I would like to shout out too. We were talking about it before you guys Salute. got here. Salute. Salute. Uh, 
Hayden's been writing some killer fucking songs, and Jordan's been writing some killer fucking bass licks. And, like, you guys don't get shouted out enough, and, like, it's fucking dope. And you guys have been playing for, I don't know, if you guys got time, we should go into that story a little bit. Like, how long have you guys actually been playing? Like, Hayden, how long have you been writing songs and playing guitar? Uh, And Jordan, how long have you been playing bass? Well, I've been playing guitar and writing songs for two years. Jeez. So, that's that. And yeah, you've Jordan's got some... about the same, yeah. Well, I took a guitar class in middle school, and I didn't wasn't very receptive to that. And then uh, I stopped playing any kind of instrument, got back into it when I started hanging out with Jake. I came up here for band practice, and I was the quote-unquote harmonica player. Yeah, I, just I figured I could teach him that, right? Yeah, <laughs> sat in the corner and blew on it until there was a... <laughs> yep, Dude, exactly. which actually, by the way, Jordan fucking rips at the harmonica. He's nowadays, really good. Nowadays. <laughs> like, to be honest, though, I always, I always had a chunked-up read after he used them. Yeah, I yeah. bet because I was a little fat kid. Back then. He's got he's got Snickers in his teeth. Yeah, like, <laughs> but anyway, Jake had a bass from his other bandmate that was just hanging up on the wall, and I grabbed it, and I had fat little fingers for fat strings. So I guess one thing led to another. <laughs> belonged where it belonged. It did. About three years ago now, it maybe is two and a half. Two, two and, and a half, half. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. It, yeah. Jordan, this. Is, great at the bass too like dude it's he's gone a long way it's pretty insane like (laughs) damn boy can play you so many scales it blows my mind (laughs) dude we we pulled up to his house one day and then he he came out and it was like four or five he goes i learned all the scales today (laughs) he goes you want to hear them so we sat there for like six minutes he goes and dude he nailed all of them and i was like I was like, dude, you're going to be way better than I said, like, no time. <laughs> yeah, dude, you start young, dude, that's yeah. the way it goes, dude. Dude, yeah, and, fun. like, yeah, I feel very fortunate. And, like, everybody knows when you play with with people that are just meant to be, like, it's just mm-hmm. just thankful, right? And it's like, yeah. dude, the dedication and the showing up and the practice you guys have done in the last two or three years is showing. And that's, dude, no shit. It really is a three you for sure, like... Right. It really, like, just me seeing you guys in the last, like, year and a half. Dude, that was cool. We got to see you in that Colfax show where Jordan had a broken hand. <laughs> that's, that's the first time oh, the, I remember the one meeting that was you. For the, like, what was that, like, the, uh... The fire thing, right? Yeah. Like, it? the parade type shit. No, that was the actual... We, that was 3rd of July. That was our first... That was one of our oh, first headlining gigs. 3rd of July. Is it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, the, that's when Colfax does, like, all yeah, the fireworks. Yeah, that shit was lit. Yeah, yeah, but that I, was the big show. Oh, I did have a broken right hand during that. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he puked the... before yeah. that one because he was so nervous because he saw everybody that was out there. <laughs> there it was were the a whole lot of, street. It was, it was full. I don't know how we got was into it. Was it like Eminem? Do you pick your mama spaghetti? Kind of all over my sweater, <laughs> all over the porta potty toilet seat. Oh man, I'm telling you what. Fuck, and it was, bro. I wasn't even that nervous about uh, the people, but I had a broken fucking hand. Yeah, Tried playing bass great with a broken hand. I went from great to all right that day. No, yeah, that was dude, awesome, bro. Straight up, I there weren't that many people watching us, but like, I could imagine what he was seeing, being like, probably we only had been like maybe 25, 30 gigs in, and he was just seeing all these people, and just like, this is not champs. No, this like, is not champs. <laughs> it's like my hands are broken. It's only been yeah, broken bro, like a like, week. You're like, I'm not even at full strength. Yeah. There's thousands of people. I was like, this is one of our biggest gigs, and I can't even show him what I can really do because my dumbass punched somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. he punched his brother in the head. Yeah. Oh and, and he, shit. Yeah, and that's I didn't a good even, way to break I didn't it. even hit him Fuck. in the face. He just put his head down, and I cracked him oh, in the top right of the head, the head. and shattered my that's, that's a hard thing to hit. Yeah. Right? He had a, his brother had it coming though, because we're him and I were fucking around. His brother came up behind him, grabbed both of his ankles, and pulled. It was the worst night ever. How did you hit him on top of the head? Is, he, is it like a, to, a toddler? I, I went to go punch him in the face. Yeah, but no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Right in the soft spot? Yeah. Try to dent it in? Yeah. That's hilarious. Dude, that was special class. Now he wears a helmet. He's got a soft spot right in the middle of his fucking teeth. Right where his gap is, yeah. He lives in the basement now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> the hobbit hole. Oh my god. Uh, so... Anyways, Hayden songs, by the way. Dude, I, I just started hearing those in the last like month because of the open mic. And dude, 
That shit's fire. Like, I've just seen you, like, in the band context. I haven't really seen your solo stuff, but... Well, thank you. shout out to that stuff. I, I really like those, uh... The Outlaws and the Golden State one, and then the uh, one about, uh... Or, like, which... What's the other one about the girl? Oh, uh, two a.m. Yeah. Two in the morning? Uh, no, nah, I'm call. I think I'm calling it Champs Tavern Blues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Champs Tavern that's Blues. A good one. That would be oh, a that good was a one. good yeah. one, dude. Yeah. I've been like humming that, the like humming part, yeah. of, like, dude. The one about your friend who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coop song. Yeah, right there. Oh, oh no, that's shame. This whole thing's all yeah. after. Dude, that yeah. that that don't yeah. make sense. Yeah, Beautiful, that's the third man. One also I love that song. Yeah. I yeah, thank you guys. Like, but yeah, it's, it's it. cool to see you up there doing the solo shit. He's, cool. I'm sure he's honored, man, for sure. That's what I'm I'm pissed about his death though, because like so. <laughs> I, he comes to every show. Like we we it, it's undeniable uh, we feel him. But dude. that motherfucker gets to be 22 for the rest of his life on the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be him. like 70 years old, and we're gonna see him in the industry. Hey, motherfucker. He's up there. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy because we're all gonna be old, and it's gonna still be this like this. Will still be that be, guy, and he you know, will forever literally. be that guy. That's what I mean. Mm. Like, yeah, it's so interesting to think about. That's how you die a legend, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. I, I, imagine if Jimi Hendrix was eighty right now, sending stupid political tweets and shit. Right? <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Die already, bro? <laughs> okay. You know, he, he died. You know, he, he died say, a legend. I'm yeah. just gonna you say Eminem is the perfect example. <laughs> a man that was straight up. A legend decided to come back and stay too long yeah. in the spotlight. Just a little bit, yeah. Dude, imagine, <laughs> like, imagine all the fucking uh, rape lawsuits of if all these rock stars were still alive right now. <laughs> oh my all god! All these fucking Cosby fucking lawsuits. Led you Zeppelin know, shit. Imagine that, bro. He put a bat up my ass when I was, you know, fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now she's like seventy. It's like <laughs> fuck, dude. Bro, that's just Rock in the Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> they have some like old black and white Polaroids, you know, showing the shit, you know. Black snake moon. It's so <laughs> nice that they, they, it's they died heroes, man. I mean, the icons, dude. You know. Straight up. Cause, do you think Jim Morrison faked his death? Cause I know you're a Jim Morrison fan too. Oh, I don't know, man. Don't Did you hear that one? That. No, man. Dude, because Mr. Mr. Mojo Ryzen is a anagram for Jim Morrison, uh-huh. right? And so the theory is supposed to be that he faked his death, and like there was some stuff that the. If I can find the biography that I have, I'm gonna give it to you because yeah, he he mentioned some stuff about he uh, got real fat and bearded on purpose, and then just he, he hired some guy hires him look alike. Yeah, I I don't think I I honestly think he just did heroin and overdid. <laughs> oh, that's the most yeah, likely that's the, the most likely given his lifestyle choices. But there is a theory that said he disappeared and. Being a Jim Morrison fan at one point, hugely, I kind of hoped he disappeared at one point. But then again, he was a crazy motherfucker, and I would never want to work with the guy. Imagine that being your front man. Imagine a guy like that being your front. Wouldn't that be terrible? His, uh, yeah. Persona dude, was. just very oh, like, dude, narcissistic. Highly, yeah, just very, like horribly. Very about. He's like I'm the fucking. Axel Rosie. Kind of Axel Rosie, but, but like, like more spiritually also Axel very Rosie. High, He's like, God, alco- I am God, alcoholic. so... Yeah. yeah like, that's a big thing. It's like, dude, imagine being in a band with somebody that was like a heavy alcoholic or like heavy drug use or something like that. That's like every It'd be band. miserable <laughs> if you were making... Yeah. But ima- <laughs> like, imagine... Sounds like my band. <laughs> imagine when you're actually making like $100,000 a show. Oh, my God. Like, the and stressor goes to- up. Ten times yeah, when yeah. you have to worry about that shit. Yeah, but instead of being is, like, like let's just be square in the head though. until like we don't have to be. You know what I mean? Let's over, make our money. laying on the ground ten minutes before the show. You know? Yeah, yeah. dude. I would be. I would, as a fucking frontman, I'd be. I'd be nuts. Yeah. These guys come in 15 minutes before the show. I'm halfway nuts. <laughs> it happened one time. <laughs> it happened one time. One time. No, that was five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's but that's no, okay. Dude, being like any... I feel like, especially once you get big as a front man of a band, your ego just goes fucking bananas no matter what. Even mediocre su- success makes fucking front men go crazy. So, Have you ever read The Four Agreements? Uh-uh. I think you should read the four agreements because like it's the it is the best advice I've ever read on being it's not advice on being a front man but it's advice I've used on being a front man 
Because one of the things that I think inflates the ego of frontmen is they, they start taking in the compliments of people on absolute the outside. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely, I swear to God. Yeah, when you start taking in the, all those compliments from people, like, oh, dude, I loved your set. Oh, I loved your set. Uh -huh. You start giving control to those people. Well, you have to know that your set was good. And you're like, then you, you like, it's like your band becomes your whipping boys in a weird way. It's just like, I'm like the dude. Like, oh, dude, I would never be able to be anywhere where I'm at without these boys. And I think that's the great dynamic is that we have a, we have, we have that guy up there. But I think, I think you are right. In a way, there's, there's a huge potential for that. There's a lot of bands that have made it through like rem they've they've been together i think their whole careers um i think just in order to be successful at it it's just maintaining that like you're worthless without your band yeah. mm -hmm. That's like true. It, i've i've done the solo shit for four years before these guys but when we all three get on there dude it's electric it's i've tried i've tried it's doing group. it's a fucking like yeah you're like a group coming together to do something bigger than the parts of you. We've tried, we did one show where those two opened up and then I did a solo show in the middle. Things that have worked at other shows, right? Like, but as soon as we all three got together, it was like, oh, dude, this is why we do it. Something bigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah. I love doing that shit too. Like, I, I, I'll do an open mic. Like, I love, I love doing my songs, but like, when we get off there, like, nothing can compare to that. Well, like, and it's, it's, I respect this relationship massively. It, furthermore, it's like, uh, you know, like, me and Jake are both in other bands too, you know, we, we try to keep it pretty consistent and like that's fun like we have we have a ton of fun with those other bands and i have a ton of fun doing solo stuff but when it's us three on stage it's there ain't nothing like it like it's i it's about the amount of fun you're having <laughs> like yeah. you know when the three of us are on stage it's high energy it's fast it's moving yeah. like everything's everything's thrashing around and it's it's unbeatable yeah shout out to that like going on stage with your friend like what it makes, makes that so easy literally like there's nothing like if you're getting paid to be on stage with your homies like that is like that's the pinnacle that's the dream right dude <laughs> like, I, I learned i learned early as a musician in general that like playing with people you don't vibe with sucks yeah like, that's oh, yeah. just how it is like it's like doing business with people you don't like it's like this sucks no matter what dude, yeah. that's why disc golfing or like doing something or barbecuing with yeah. people like the hanging people out you don't is, like <laughs> is way more important than playing instruments straight out the gate because uh -huh, like uh -huh. can i even talk with this guy yeah, yeah if i can't yeah. talk english with you what makes you think i could talk my secondary language yeah, if we're not gonna vibe, then we're not gonna vibe. Yeah. No, yeah, like uh, and sure. like, dude, it's been amazing. Like your open mic night has been a great vessel too. Like, dude, I'm so excited, especially once it warms up. It's gonna be even more hopping, but yeah. Dude, I'm shout sorry. out to that by the way. Seven thirty to ten thirty yeah. at the Cali Club every Tuesday, dude. Every it's Tuesday, dude. it's sick. I I hope it becomes like the Auburn hangout spot for musicians. I think it's gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna I was gonna say we might be able to find somebody else to host if you'd like. What. Like, the open mic night if you want to come down to the Hickoid show with us on next Tuesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But you should come to the punk rock show in the party bus know, with us. Like, come do. on. I think I might just cancel it. It's a free <laughs> punk rock show. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Like, it's drinks and 20 bucks in gas, maybe. I mean, I think we'll all be good. <laughs> Shit, it's downhill half the way. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta kick it in My neutral. extra weight will uh, just add to the momentum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll just pop that bitch in neutral. Yeah. Coast down them hills. <laughs> I'm just gonna pay ten bucks and push. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll kick the floorboards out in Flintstone our way down to Pacifica. Dude, it's gonna be nice though without the, awesome, without dude. the rain. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, so. I know. We went down there when it was storming real heavy and it was still fucking cool. Dude, uh. Nathan, I know you talked about it a little bit last time, but would you like to talk about your time in South America as well? Like, what was your experience down there like? Um, last last year, I went to a uh, into Brazil to do into Sao Paulo to do a show in the city, and then did a Wild West weekend in the country. I forget exactly what the place was called uh, that we went to, but yeah, it it was awesome. Uh, I 
have been all over South America and I just like always like love the vibes and like the every time I go I have like an adventure and we like pretty much did like a Wild West weekend down there and uh yeah it was like a once in a lifetime experience like I've never really like it it was like sort of like we went to the foothills of Brazil which is sort of like the foothills of Auburn in a, in a way and we just like rode horseback at midnight on a full moon like, through, like, the foothills, like, in this crazy, like, no path, just, like, straight through the, like, the crazy backcountry, and it was just, like, an insane experience, and at the end, we, like, cooked an entire lamb, like, over an open fire and all this shit, which actually inspired me to, like, I was raising lambs at that time, and that's what inspired me for my lamb roast, to, like, do it on an open spit with, like, the wood from my own land and all this stuff, like... Which was amazing. Yeah, dude, it, like, really, like... Thank you for inviting us to that. That was a cool experience. Dude, it's, like, that's the thing is that it's, like, I travel the world, like, I find all these, like, recipes for the chimichurri and all this stuff, like, the, the mint, the way that you chop up the whole lamb and all this stuff, like, I'm, like, just gathering all these like I guess it's like cutting like close to the bone everything's just like ancestral and just like really authentically organic like that's what I try to like everything is just like I try to get as close to like it's like you're tattooing your food yeah yeah and so like I like I got to learn from someone who does it for a living like how to cut up all the different parts and all this stuff and like it just I don't know that's why I love traveling. You like it to see everyone's culture and it's all like the same. Like it's like things that we used to do in this country before like 50 years ago when we forgot. Like I feel like we we forgot how to do all this old stuff that really this we're sitting here recording this in a room that is a literal like dairy but it was a dairy barn. Yeah, it's a dairy barn. That's what I'm saying. So that that's uncommon now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it should be part of our life, you know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's why we're here. This whole, like, fucking entire city is here for this, you know, so. But it just gets you back to the roots, and it's just, that's why I love to travel. It's like, people do it differently in different countries, and, like, the United States is sort of losing their, like, connection to the... Straight up. Everywhere is becoming more city. Just commercialized. Gentrified. Our overall culture is not something, I don't know, like... I like that we're we're great in the entertainment industry, but it, it's uh-huh. more business wise. It's not because we love the art. Uh-uh. It's yeah, because it's, it's we know shallow. it makes money it's across. Shallow. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of shallow. Thank you, like, man. like he's talking about like having congas in your freaking in your That's in, in your I room. Love. Like we yeah. we don't have that because we don't have the passion for uh-uh. the music. It doesn't. Uh-uh. It doesn't do that. It makes makes you want to go drink, right? It makes you want to go party. It makes you want to go freaking. That's our, that's the American pastime. It's yeah, like it's sure. just like a big England. It's mm-hmm. like we want to go out to bars and we want to get drunk and we want to let the world know we're better than everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> no, yeah, Dude, that's that a, is the problem. Though. I love England. Cool. Sorry, English folks, but mm-hmm. I mean that's one of our similarities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're, <laughs> like, you're not wrong, bro. Like, yeah. it's great. Because like if you look at England too, if you if you're into uh, clothing style, dude, look there, start dressing like them, you'll be ahead of the game here, mm-hmm. dude. Everybody's been doing the haircuts that I was seeing five years ago in the UK, like everybody's doing that clean cut, like mm-hmm. you know the straight line in the side, freaking, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it it's wild, like and they told us that over there, they said it's like America over here, it's just in the future. <laughs> and it's like how much attachment did we really lose <laughs> I don't know big old tangent <laughs> we're gonna need haircuts and bad teeth to go be with those motherfuckers <laughs> I know and co- <laughs> I'm just gonna say this and this might be the American in me but coffee's better than tea uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny about that? Sure, I beg to I differ. disagree. No, totally not. mate. Oh, Mate, yeah, dude. I've had, yeah, I have out, like out of the little board. Yeah, oh, yeah. that is so good, I bro. I sit abroad in, in Buenos Aires. It gives too. you a very nice pickup. When pick you have up, your man. thermos that you pour it in, so yeah, you can have it is, hot every time. It's like a little, little pipe. With the little filter and the straw. Oh, it is yeah, so good, bro. man. The yerba mate. 
That's the Come real on. yerba mate. I'll bring some next time. Dude. Every Please. couple sips is a, like everything's like a couple sips with it, and you have to in in Argentina you have to if someone offers it to you it's like an insult. It's an acquired taste. Though. Well, I mean, it's like the... three week old bong water, you know. Yeah, no, oh. but it's good. It's like... not like the espresso like we were talking about earlier. No. The, uh, the no, this is another oh, herb. So uh, mate, it, 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 I I believe it only grows in Paraguay. But, that's uh, what the that's what the gauchos the gayaki. That one, like the yerba mate, the yellow container cans, that's what is the popularized version of it. But the real shit that he's talking about, it's like literally you put in a little gourd and it's like, it's like a... Whoo, mate like, is amazing, man. Uh, so it has good. a, it has a bunch of vitamins. I, I, I believe it's, I mean, don't quote me on this, you know, but uh, I believe it's one of the only few plants that you can like live off of. It has like fat, it has some carbs. It has, uh, you know, calories. Oh, yeah, you can has, taste, like, the sugar in it. When it has, you do the real thing. Like, yeah, yeah, the real thing. You got to buy the real thing. Not the shit in a can here. You uh, know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's way different. No, get it on Amazon or something. Rosamonte, the one that comes with the the sticks and the leaf and some of the bark. That shit is fucking amazing for you, man. Dude, that sounds amazing, dude. Yeah, Ma- Mother Nature provides, with, man. with, like, a little gourd, like, and a thermos and just... That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a pipe, you know? Yeah. You know, you're just up. like doing like little, little toques. It's like coffee. Of water, it's like, you know? Yeah, it's just water. And they have the thing filled up and you can pour it in a bunch of times. Like yeah. Little I mean, that's if you have the time. Uh, I, I, if I if I need to take it to go or something, I'd put it in a French press or something. And then and just it get for it a going. while. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing your culture, dude. Will we, we you explain some of the stuff you cook for us tonight, too? What was oh, yeah, dude. Oh, man, some arepas. Uh, which is like little little corn corn cakes with cheese. That was amazing. That's that might be my favorite because so I'm, yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big bread really, guy. Really good. Yeah, and that's not even bread though. No, and so like yeah, it's. Uh, like, I'm not a big bread guy either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's like a bread for burger, you could just like that would that's those corn, that for bro. buns, dude. I would be. That's, I'd be down for that. Gluten free, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Kosher. I like that. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm like hey, part Jew. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I didn't want to offend anybody, man. <laughs> that, yeah. that, ba- that bacon was blessed. <laughs> bacon. I know. I just learned like two years ago that my birth mom's my birth mom's last name was Lowenstein, so I've started embracing the Jews. Oh shit! Yeah, I think I because I'm adopted, so I'm a. I, started I think, I, I think I'm biologically Jewish. Mom, yeah. Dude, I, I have the curls like, <laughs> bad. Like they come down like. You, he takes off his beanie and he's got like big old curly. You've probably seen him, haven't right you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you see, like after a state, after a show, they'll just like, hang down. No, like, I no, like, all, all the food, really all the food was kosher, like, man. He'll <laughs> be thrashing around. Are you gonna start uh, Passover and stuff? You know, like do the candles or whatever. The start wearing a yarmulke at all the shows. Yarmulke, yeah, it's like your punk yarmulke. I was gonna say though, you already ate bacon earlier. I just, I just, no, I, I can't give up bacon. I'm gonna give you an arepa to wear with you, man. Oh yes, that'd be nice. But I'll eat it. <laughs> Colombian yamaka, bro. <laughs> oh, it's too tasty. <laughs> no, but no worries. Everything was kosher, man. The, the cow, grass-fed cow, we gave her a, a bad mitzvah, man. It's all good, man. <laughs> oh, man. That was, it was delicious. Do you want to talk about uh, what song are you going to play tonight for us? I think we're going to play New Age Bandit. Oh, yeah. dude, that's phenomenal song. I fucking song. love that yeah, song, bro. A little breakdown. Okay. Uh, with the drums for it and shit. So that's hella yeah. dope. Yeah, it's cool because we do a little like time signature change on the uh, bridge, and it's like a fun little. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Cool, man. Fuck yeah! You guys got any shows coming up other than the open mic night that we want to promote? Um, not that I have specifically to shout out right now. I'm playing some thanks or some. Uh, Valentine's Day stuff, but just so oh, low. dude, that's gonna be a great thing, show so. for you. You, you're, you would nail a Valentine's Day yeah. thing. Yeah, your cover of but bluebird. Yeah, all the all the love songs, man. Dude, but, you yeah. kill it, man. But come spring and summer, we're gonna be playing a lot of stuff around. So stay well, tuned for yeah, we'll for that. A couple miles down the road, we'll have you back in again, hopefully. Oh, yeah, yeah for, for sure, man. Dude. Love to, man. Thank you for having us, man. Of course. Thank you guys it's for coming pleasure. in. We've been really excited. A lot really of fun, excited. man. What a great day. And yet again, Tuesdays. 
7.30 to 10.30. Cali Club. Yep. Be there, be square. It's pretty sick. It's yeah. pretty square. Yep. And, um... Yeah, shout Jordan out. will be there in uh, a few years. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Shout out to South American culture. This is our uh, yeah. this is the end of our South American culture uh, run that we're having a with a um, two episode <laughs> segment. Yep, it yeah. was great. Thank you again, Juan. Uh, Thank you for having me, man. Dude, it's so cool. I'm glad we met too. Freaking it was. Yeah, likewise, man. It's been a fucking awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Thank you, Nathan, for doing the Cali Club. That's been fucking great. And it's been be, so fun, dude. Being a pal, anyways, bringing your guns over and shit, Linda. Dude, shit. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh, yeah. Check oh. out Nathan's Instagram for some cool uh, gunshot videos. Mm-hmm. That was great, I'm sure he'll man. be back again. I know oh, yeah. Juan's a sniper. Maybe not on the discount. Dude, course. literally. But no. man, dude, <laughs> on the gun, dude. On He's, that I'm gun. like, oh, just keep it right there. That's how you aim. He's like, bam, bam, bam. I'm Told like, you, man. Dude, grew up in Colombia shoot, fighting the guerrilla warfare, brother, man. <laughs> literally ace in the hole, dude. It was so much fun, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, that, dude, hey, that sauce. What was oh, the ogao. Yeah, yeah, what was in that? So, yeah, what was is it called? Ogao. Okay, and what is in it? It's got uh, garlic, fresh pressed garlic, some butter, some oil, man, some uh, finely chopped uh, green onions, onions, some bell peppers, roasted tomatoes, and serrano. Yes. Some cumin, double dose of love, man. Dude, that shit, damn. It tasted like a healthy version of chili con carne. It tastes like the can of bacon in it this time. Did you? For sure. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. My rabbi's gonna no kosher. (laughs) (laughs) It was kosher, kosher, no worries, bro. Kosher bacon, kosher bacon. I love bacon. (laughs) Not practicing. Kosher bacon, you mean turkey? All right, guys. New Age Bandit coming up. Thank you guys so much for coming into Outlaws After Dark. We'll see you next time. Bye. People always stare at me, I don't understand it All I wanna do is be a new age bandit Heaven came down and made a life a hamlet Running from my demons like I can't even stand it When I see the powerful, they're so empty-handed Ravaging the weak like they didn't even plan it Smiles wrapped around it. New page bandit. No one understands it. Smiles wrapped around it. New page bandit. Then a better prophet, and he told me not to stand it. So I wrote the message on the wall to be candid. Direction a thread on the needle. New age been teaching no casa benito. Magic for crack in the casa amigo. I misbehaving a stumble on people in the misdirection a thread on the needle, yeah. Smiles wrap around me